uh, unfortunately, a number of years. That means I've been alive for a number of years, but uh, we've been glad that they've been our friends. But, uh, you know, as we, as that number looms larger to me over the next few days or next few weeks, keep me in prayer as my birthday arrives and uh, as I deal with that. But I want to share a scripture and I want to turn it over to them. I don't want to take more time away from them. Um, we're going to go ahead and dismiss our children. For Children's Church, go ahead and meet your, your teacher back in the, the foyer area there. And uh, Melissa and the kids are going to join them in just a little bit and uh, share some things with them. But uh, in Philippians chapter 1, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, Paul says, I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first days until now. And I'm sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. And that's yes. what today is all about. Because today, as the tweets share with us what God has called them to do, God is going to birth in our hearts a partnership where we're going to pray with them and we're going to stand behind them and support them and be a part of what God is doing in the Dominican Republic. And that word partnership means in such a way that, uh, you know, I think that at times we think the missionary who goes and those of us who send them are going to receive different reward in heaven. Nope. But that word brings it to the same level where yes. both are needed and both are in full partnership together for the cause of, of Christ. And so that's going to happen. But then as that verse goes on to say, he who began a good work in you is going to be faithful to complete it. And so if you're not called to full-time missions, whatever you are called to, God's going to make that clear. Amen. And so that's what's going to happen in over these next few moments. And so open your heart to what God has. And uh, I shared a little bit about the, the tweets. They've been in ministry for several years as associate pastors, pastors, and now recently being called to the Dominican Republic. And as they introduce themselves to you and share the word today, I know you're going to be blessed. Would you make Adam and Melissa and the kids feel welcome this morning? Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Pastor Tom. It, uh, it's a true privilege this morning to, to be here with uh, Pastor Tom and Christy. As, as he's mentioned, we've known them for several years I won't say how many he's been out of college but uh, uh, we we've gotten to know them uh, extremely well and we are extremely blessed by their friendship and uh, after 15 years of full-time ministry God has called our family into full-time missions uh, the last six years we've been pastoring over in East Tennessee uh, we live in the, uh, the foothills of the Smoky Mountains and uh, and so but I was born and raised in Ellendale North Dakota uh, my my family worked at the Bible College, and so I was born there, raised there. I just tell everybody I'm bilingual. I speak English and Southern, and, and I, I use a phrase very often, I'm Northern by birth, but Southern by choice, and so uh, we, I'm, as you can tell, uh, we were at General Council, and some of the higher-ups were like, you need to come back to Trinity, and I said, oh, no. I said, if you can, as you can see the progression, we're going from North Dakota to Tennessee to the Dominican Republic. We just keep getting further south. And, uh, but God has been faithful. God has been good. And, uh, and so we're just tremendously honored and blessed to be here with you all this morning. Uh, we, we're going to be doing something incredibly di different uh, through our ministry. We're going to be using baseball in the Dominican Republic to reach people for Jesus Christ. How many know and how many have heard Pastor Tom say, the message of Jesus Christ never changes, but the methods that we use have to change. Yeah. 
The message never changes. The hope and the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ never changes. But the methods that we use to reach people have to change. The same way you reach people here in Huron aren't the same way we reach people in, in East Tennessee. It's very different cultures, very different place. So the message that we share is absolutely the same, but the methods that we use have to change. How many know the definition of insanity? When you beat your head against the wall over and over again, expecting a different result. Doing the same thing over and over again and, and, and thinking things are going to change is not going, it's insane for that to happen. But God has called us to do something incredibly different. And so we're going to use baseball. It made sense for our family to use baseball in the Dominican Republic. And in the video you'll see here in just a few minutes, uh, it, it, it will explain a little bit more of what we're going to do. But then uh, my family's going to come because we believe that it's not just a mom and dad call, it's a family call. It's not just Melissa and I going to the Dominican Republic and dragging our kids kicking and screaming. They will have a ministry and an opportunity to share the hope and the love of Jesus Christ in the Dominican Republic through different ways than we would even have that. And so we believe it's a family call. In 2011, we were in a transition time in our life, and we were walking through the, the general council hall in Phoenix, Arizona, and we were asking God two questions. We were saying, God, if missions is in our future, where would we go and what would we do? Because how many know when you go to a missions convention or you, you're, you're in a service where missions is being talked about, Africa is where everybody goes, right? God never spoke to my heart as a child, as a teenager, never spoke to my heart and said, Adam, I want you to go into missions. It's been a, call, it's been a progression for me. And so being involved in Speed Delight and being involved in BGMC and being involved in men's ministries and different missions opportunities, God has begun to, to speak to my heart and say, you know, I believe that missions is something that we're going to be doing in the future. And so we were asking that question, God, where would we go and what would we do? Because I wanted it to make sense for me and my family. It had to make sense for me. I've had many opportunities to go to many different places. I had a friend who asked us to go to Israel to teach with him. He said, Adam, we could be like our dads. His dad and my dad taught together at Trinity Bible College. And he's like, we could be like our dads. We could teach together. I didn't like school the first time I was in it. Why do I want to go do it the rest of my life? <laughs> and I thought, that's just not for me. What could I... I, I he wanted me to go to Israel with him, and yeah, it would have been cool, but I just didn't fit who we were. We've had opportunities to go to Ireland and different other places, and as I was standing in Haiti, I was, with, I was in Haiti with a group of pastors from Tennessee, and, and uh, we, were, we were praying over the city of Port-au-Prince, and, and as we were praying over the city of Port-au-Prince, the, the leader uh, that took us down there uh, he said, after we were done praying, he said, now behind you is the, in that middle of that lake that's back there is the border between Haiti and the Dominican Republic. And it was in that moment, again, in that moment that God spoke to my heart and said, Adam, one day you'll be there. But as we were walking through that convention hall, we were asking those two questions. Where would we go and what would we do? As we walked through the Latin America Caribbean section, God spoke to my heart and he said, Adam, you can use baseball in the Dominican Republic as an evangelistic tool to reach people for Jesus. And how many have ever seen Despicable Me, the movie? 
Uh, I know more of you have seen it than raised your hand. But, uh, but there's a line in that movie where uh, Gru is sitting and he sees those two little girls walking into the fortress that he wants to get into. And he says that famous line, he says, light bulb, right? Well, I had that moment. God spoke to my heart and he said, you can use baseball in the Dominican Republic to reach people for Jesus. And I thought, well, there's a novel idea. Because in the Dominican Republic, the people feel that little white ball is their only hope off that island. They feel that the only way they're going to make their parents proud, their only way they're going to make any money, the only way they're going to have a life is if they can get to America and play baseball. And so in that little white ball is their hope. But we believe that their hope is in Jesus Christ. We believe that their hope is in a Savior who died for them on the cross, who rose again and lives to this day and brings the hope and the love of Jesus Christ to them. And so we're going to use that to reach people for Jesus Christ. We're going to use baseball as an evangelistic tool to reach people for Jesus. How's that going to work? We're going to use it as a VBS style. We're going to do... uh, camps and clinics during the day and then in the evening we'll invite them back to do crusades and we'll work with national and local pastors going village to village because every village in the Dominican Republic has a baseball field. It may not look like the ones you and I have played on but every village in the Dominican Republic has a baseball field and so we'll utilize that and then we'll we'll connect them with local churches and local pastors developing and training leaders to reach into their villages, to plant churches, to to do whatever God has called their people to do. You know, two-thirds of the word God is go. God called us to go to the Dominican Republic. God's called our family to go to the Dominican Republic. But God is calling you as an individual right here and here on South Dakota, not just to reach around the world, but to reach across the street. You see, it's it's not a if or, it's an and both. We have to reach across the street and around the world to share the hope and the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So as, we, as you see this video, my family's going to come after the video, and they're going to share what God is going to use them in as we prepare our hearts and our lives to go to the Dominican Republic. If you go ahead and play that video. Corinthians chapter 9, Paul tells us, I became all things to all people so that by all means necessary we can reach some. I don't know what it's going to be like in the Dominican Republic. What I do know is what it's like to play baseball. I know what it's like to play catch on the field. As I play catch, I get to know the boy on the other side of the glove. Through building relationships, I will be able to show my new friends my relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, strangers are just friends I haven't played catch with. Relationships, it's a game changer. Being compassionate isn't about having sympathy and hoping the situation will improve. Compassion rolls up its sleeve and does what it can to change things for the better. In the Dominican Republic, there are many little ones. I want to love on them so that they can experience a better life through Jesus, and I want to be a part of them. Compassion, it's a game changer. Families in the Dominican Republic love baseball. Many of them see the talents of their sons as their ticket or their hope off the island. As a baseball mama, I get that. 
I hope one day that my son will experience all of his dreams and goals for baseball. But one thing I do know, my son's hope isn't in the game. My son's hope is in his Savior. Hebrews says, for we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. Mordecai said to Esther, perhaps this is the moment for which you were created for. This baseball mama, alongside her family, was created to bring the hope of Jesus to the families of the Dominican Republic. Hope, it's a game changer. To put this into perspective, the Dominican Republic produces more active and non-active baseball players than any other country outside of the United States. Families are so desperate that they'll do anything to have the opportunity for their son to reach the major leagues. They will even go as far as to sell their children to agents to have that opportunity. By partnering with the National Church, we want to build relationships, show compassion, and share the hope of Jesus Christ to the Dominican Republic by using baseball. We're stepping up to the plate. You have the opportunity to join our team through prayer and support to be a game changer in the Dominican Republic. Well, good morning. My name is Addison and I am 13 years old. And what I'm going to be doing in the Dominican Republic is building relationships. And you say, well, Addison, how is that going to work out? Well, building relationships, as for instance, I met a boy named Gustavo in the year of 2013 in Orlando, Florida at an international salute to baseball in Disney World. And I got to be able to play the Dominican Republic. And at that time, God already began to lay a burden on my heart for the country, and um, as we played, um, I met Gustavo, and great guy, he um, gave me a necklace, it gives, keeps me reminded as to pray for him and his family, as, and our family, as we go on this journey together. Um, we, uh, at the end of the tournament, we swapped uniforms, and as you see in the table, at the end of the service, you can go and see the uniform that he gave me in that year, in that game. But uh, on the serious side, building relationships is that when I am playing on a baseball team, I will make relationships with my teammates, and hopefully that they'll come to our outreaches and then come to our day camps and our clinics. And then after that, they'll bring their parents to our uh, um, crusades and stuff. So... Um, I'm pretty excited about this, and that's just one of the things I'm excited about being a missionary kid is meeting new people, getting to know them, and sharing the love of Jesus Christ with them. Good morning. My name is Abby, and I am 12 years old, and I will be working. I don't always like to watch my brother play baseball. I like to keep an eye on the little ones so their parents can watch their sons play. In Dominican Republic, I'm excited to be working with LACC, Latin American Child Care, and I will uh, show the love, and God will show the love to the little ones that they need. And I, will, I have a verse for you this morning, and it's Psalms 8, 9, and 10. If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hands will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. And that just gives me confidence for going over there. If you come to the table 
at the end of the service, I have prayer bracelets, and they're a dollar, and I make them so when you wear them, you are reminded to pray for us as we travel with these guys and so forth. So, Thanks, Abby and Allison, for sharing. Good morning. My name is Melissa, and what a privilege it is to be with you today. We are very excited to get to spend time with your amazing pastors and my beautiful friend, Christy. It's been a treasure already, and we get to stay a couple more days with them, so that's wonderful. I just want to take a couple minutes and talk about our prayer card. We have one for every one of you, so if you'd love for you to come and stop by the table after service and grab a prayer card, just want to talk about it for a second. On the back of the prayer card, there's a website. You can go to the website to see the video again. You can share it with friends. If you know somebody that this might um, connect with, feel free to email it on over to them or just show it to them. That'd be great. There's... um, praying for us. There's three things that you can pray with us about. The first thing is itineration. Like Abby said, we're on the road traveling. We're together often. We need prayers of family in the car. And we also need prayer for safe travels, the tires, and all that kind of stuff. So if you would pray for our itineration, this process that we're in, that would be wonderful. The second thing that you can pray for is language school. As soon as our budget is raised, we will spend the first 12 minutes of our term in Costa Rica, where we will learn Spanish. Yes, Tom, I have the big birthday this year, too. Can you imagine learning a brand new language, turning the year that we're turning? (laughs) So if you would please pray for us as we go back to school and we learn a brand new language. (laughs) The The kids are telling everybody how old you are. Nice. Nice. So, yes, we love you too, son. So, 40 years old, learning a new language. We truly do need your prayers. And we're believing that God will begin to transform our minds the way we think now. As we travel, we listen to the same praise and worship that we sing every Sunday. We listen to it in Spanish in the car, and the kids are just singing right along. And I'm still trying to keep up. And it's going to be great, though. So language school will help us to communicate when we get to the Dominican Republic. God has a plan for us, so I know that he's going to meet this need. And I'm very excited about the opportunity to learn Spanish in Costa Rica. After, after that, then we'll go on down to the country. The third thing that we would love for you to pray and agree with us is for divine connections. We've been praying this from the beginning. Back in October, we began to pray for divine connections with pastors, with, with people. I mean, there's a many different ways that God can bring connections into our lives, and we have some pretty cool stories along the way. If you would like, to, if you're interested in hearing how God's connected it, with some colleges and some baseball players, major league players, just come on by the table. We'd love to share that with you. But if you would pray for those three things, that would be amazing. Okay, so there's a slide, a photo up here. It's called Text Team DR to Connect. As a family, we would love to connect with you as a family. And the easiest way for us to stay connected is through email. So with your pastor's permission, everybody grab your cell phone. You can do this really fast. You're going to text this word, Team DR, to the number 95577, and it will give you the prompts to give me your email address. It's really simple. It just enters it right into our database so that when we create a newsletter of all the amazing things that God's doing in the Dominican Republic, we can shoot you that email, and it's pretty simple. So um, just... Team DR, no spaces, and the number is 95577. 
And then real quick, we just want to show you the text to give option. If you would like a, a link to our giving website, all you have to do is text the words uh, DR Baseball to 95577, and it just gives you the link. There's no bill on your cell phone or anything like that. You just click the link, and it takes you right to the giving. And then there's the old-fashioned paper forms. If you're not into the texting, you can talk to your pastor. You can talk to us at the table. We can get you one of these if you're interested. Because you know it takes two things to go to the mission field. It takes your prayers, and we want your prayers. We need your prayers, but it also takes the giving side, so I just wanted to talk about that briefly. And let me encourage you today, since we're on this, this theme of turning 40, yes, 40, thank you for telling everyone. Look, it was, I was 15 years old when God spoke to my heart and said, Melissa, I want you to share the love of Jesus in another country. And I didn't know where that was because he didn't tell me. He didn't say, go to Africa. He didn't say that to me, but I knew that God wanted to use me one day in another country. So I began a journey. So my encouragement to you today is stay true to the journey that God has you on, because here I am turning 40, headed to language school. Don't quit on the dreams, the things that God has spoken to your heart. I don't care if they were several years ago or two weeks ago. Write it down, keep praying about it, and stay true to what God has for you, because he wants to fulfill that dream, that promise in your life. Stay true to it. Thank Amen. you again. Amen. You can take that with you. You can take that with you. Amen. Thank you, guys, as they are going to go to the children's church and, and talk to them about it. You know, earlier there was an announcement that was made about, you know, filling a jar for BGMC and all that good stuff. I want to... Uh, are you trying to tell me that I don't have much time left? Is that what it is? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that I, I, I believe in BGMC, obviously, because BGMC is uh, something that will help us when we get there. But I'm going to put a $25 check in Kedrick's, uh, in Kedrick's jar. So uh, I noticed I noticed that he was lacking there and in, 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 in kind of below the Mendoza line. So we want to... We want to help him get up a little bit higher, so you're welcome, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I also want to just take real quick, I'm, I'm going to get to my message, but I have a really good friend of mine who I've known since I was in <clears throat> elementary school, and his family's on vacation today, and Sam and Rebecca, thanks for being here. They're from Sheboygan, Michigan. He pastors in Sheboygan, and his dad and I, his dad and my dad taught at Trinity together, and and uh, they are on vacation. They were in Aberdeen yesterday in the cyclone hurricane force winds. They were camping. And uh, <laughs> let's just say they ended up in a hotel last night because uh, it was a little chilly outside. <laughs> but uh, thanks, Sam and Rebecca, for being here. Uh, we were actually just with them in Michigan a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and so we're, we're excited that they're here. Uh, Sam and I go way back in, uh, in the Trinity days of, of running around Ellendale together. But uh, amen. Isn't God good? Yeah. Man, what a what an powerful worship service this morning. What a what a what a sweet presence of God in this place. And and I just want to share with you this morning just a, a quick message of how the impossibilities that we feel in our lives, those things that just seem absolutely impossible, those mountains, the, what, those obstacles, whatever they may, they, they may be that you're facing, how they can become God opportunities in our lives. 
Those things that, uh, that, that we seem impossible, God can turn around and make possible. Amen? There, there's just, if you haven't experienced it yet, let me tell you something, you will experience it. Because that's just the way life is. It's hard, it's difficult, it, it, it's just the way it goes sometimes. But let me tell you, with God, all things are possible. There is nothing that's impossible. And, and, and as my wife said, I'm not turning 40, praise God. Um, but I told you, I didn't like school when I was in it. And, and, and so now, I, at, at almost 40 years old, I'm having to go learn another language in, in something that I didn't enjoy when I was in it. And, and, but, but with God, all things are possible. And so this morning, I want us to take a journey through some things that will allow us to be overcomers. We sang about it today. How do we become overcomers? How do we have the victory? How do we uh, approach these obstacle moments and, and, and mountain times in our lives? We're going to go to the book of Joshua chapter 3. In Joshua chapter 3, we find the nation of Israel is, see, is at the banks of the river Jordan. They've gone through the Red Sea experience. They've gone through the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. What was supposed to be an 11-day journey turned into a 40-year trip. Why was that? It was because the report of the 10 overrode the positive report of Joshua and Caleb. Remember, Joshua and Caleb went back to Moses and said, you know what? There's giants in the land, but it's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's the land that God has promised us to, over, to, to, to take over, and so we can do it. But it was the report of the 10 that said, whoa, wait a minute. We can't. They're just too big. The obstacles are just too giant. The things in that land are just too enormous, and we're not able to go in and take over. As a result of that, the nation of Israel wandered around for 40 years. And so here they are. That generation has died off. The new generation is, is ready to take the land that God had promised them. Joshua and Caleb are ready to go in to the land that God had promised. In Joshua chapter 3, they're sitting there at the banks of the river Jordan. And if you'll turn with me to Joshua chapter 3, I want to read that real quick this morning. Whether you have your Bible, you can open it or you can turn it to uh, electronically, whichever. It's still the Word of God. And so we want to read it today. Would you read with me starting in verse number two? After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark, and do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. Let's pray. Father, this morning I pray, God, that our hearts would be open our ears would be receptive, and our minds would understand clearly what you are saying to your people today. Holy Spirit, I ask God that you would be with us, that you would meet us here in this place, as your presence is already here. Lord, I pray this morning, God, that your will would be done. Not my words, but your words. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. I want to encourage you this morning in how we can overcome. It's not your typical missions message. Why? Because I believe that the hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ is something that should encourage us. The nation of Israel is seated at the banks of the River Jordan. There, the, it, and it's over, the Bible tells us it's overflowing. It's at flood stage. Could you imagine half a million to a million people camped waiting to cross over into the promised land going, here we are again. I remember grandpa. I remember granddad. I remember uh, in the south we call them Mima and Papa. I remember them talking about the stories of how they were at the Red Sea and the nation of Egypt was chasing them. And, and I, I heard the story, but I, I never witnessed it. Well, they're about to witness a very similar situation that their ancestors and their, their grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles would tell them stories of. But before this amazing things happen, Joshua gives orders to the nation of Israel. He gives them instructions. Now, as a kid, I didn't like instructions. It was hard to follow instructions, amen? Anybody with me this morning? It, 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 it can be difficult to follow instructions. But instructions are the necessities of life. How many, have you ever been, y'all ever heard of Ikea? It's like an adult Lego store, right? Where you go get it and you gotta put everything together. We, we, we go to Ikea and we buy these things and then we got to go home and put them together. Now, my wife is like, she pulls out the instruction pamphlet. She opens it up and she begins to read step one through step, through step 37. I'm like, just find the screws, the nuts, the bolts. Let's just put this puppy together and get it done with. Anybody like that? If you're like me, when you're at the end, how many of you have a handful of nuts and bolts left in your hand going, um... I think these are supposed to go in that. And my wife says to me, should have followed the instructions. Instructions are something that are important in our life. And Joshua is giving instructions to the people. And this morning, I believe if we can follow the instructions that Joshua gave to the nation of Israel, that we can see amazing things happen. The first instruction that Joshua gives to them is this, is to follow. Very simple. Very simple instruction is to follow. Joshua says to the nation of Israel, when you see the Levitical priest pick up the Ark of the Covenant and begin to carry it, you are to follow it. The, the Ark of the Covenant was the physical presence of God. We don't have the Ark of the Covenant today. What do we have? We have the moving of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit of God is moving, church, we are to follow what the Spirit is leading us to. Joshua says, when you see them, imagine the camp. It looked, in my imagination, it looked like a small city where they had tents on one side and tents on this side and, and they had an, a, a, a kind of a roadway like this where, where the priests would go and they would pick up the Ark of the Covenant and they began to walk through the city street or the tent street or whatever you want to call it. 
And people began to open their tents and look and see what the commotion was. And they knew the instruction that Joshua had given them. And it was when the Levitical priests pick it up, you're to follow it. But there was another instruction. It was to stay a certain distance away. Why? Because if you got too close to the Ark of the Covenant, you'd be knocked over dead. But thank God we're able to walk right straight into the presence of God with the Holy Spirit today because of what Jesus did on the cross. When the Spirit of God begins to move today in the church, we need to follow it. I love what Joshua says. He says, because you haven't been this way before. So when, when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's going to take you to a place where you've never been. I've never been to the Dominican Republic. But God is leading us to a place where we've never been. Church, God wants to lead you to a place where you've never been. It may not be a physical place. It may be a new spiritual level. When the leading of the Spirit of God begins to move, we need to follow it. It's a very simple instruction that Joshua gives to the nation of Israel, but I love the second one he gives to them. The second instruction he gives to the nation of Israel is to consecrate yourselves. Consecrate, that's a big word. I learned it in, in Bible college. Consecrate means to separate, to become different. The Bible tells us to be in this world, but not of this world. We are supposed to be different. Church, as a, as a believer in Christ, as someone who says, I believe in Jesus, you are supposed to be different. I'm not talking about weird, I'm talking about different. People are supposed to be able to see that there is a difference inside you. There's something different in you. They don't wanna look at you and see, oh, you've got three heads and you're weird. They wanna see something true, something real, something tangible that they say, man, there's just something about you that's different. The Bible says to consecrate, to set apart, to be different. And I love what Joshua tells the nation of Israel next. For tomorrow, you'll see amazing things. How many wanna see amazing things happen tomorrow? Come on, we, we love things happen quickly. That's why we invented the microwave, right? We like things quickly. When you're in a hurry, you go through the drive-through at McDonald's because you gotta get to where you need to go next. We like things to happen instantaneously, but I heard a phrase recently that we, we want things to happen so fast. We live in a microwave society, but we serve a crock pot God. Now, I love crock pot meals. Man, you walk in the house on Sunday afternoon after church and the roast and the potatoes and the, the carrots are in, in the crock pot. Mmm, how many hungry? It's time to eat. Yeah, it's time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hurry up, preacher, get over, I'm hungry. We live in a microwave society where we want to see things happen quickly and see them happen instantaneously, but we serve a crockpot God. Sometimes things just have to simmer. And when we set ourselves apart, when we consecrate ourselves and set our ourselves apart, Joshua says, tomorrow you'll see amazing things happen. 
The third instruction that Joshua gives them is that when you see the nation, the, the Levitical priests pick up the carry and follow it, church, they didn't just sit there and watch the priest carry the ark down the street. They didn't just sit there and go, hmm, they look like they're having fun. Wonder what they're going to do. No, Joshua said, it, when you see this happen, it's time to move out. It's time to pick up the tents, pack up the animals, get the family in the car, and take off. It's time to move out. We have to be ready. When the Spirit of God asks you to do something, you have to be ready to move. You have to be ready to get up out of the pew and say, you know what, Pastor? I'll serve. I'll do this. I'll do that. Well, if, if God is telling you to do something, you have to be ready to go. And the nation of Israel began to pick up their tents and pack up their families and get their livestock together. And they were getting ready to walk into the land that God had promised them 40 years ago. The land that God had promised their aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas. The land, look, back in the day, there was a word that was given. You can take this land if you do this. They chose not to do that. 40 years later, they're standing at the Jordan River, and the Levitical priests were given an instructions to step into the water. What happened when they stepped into the water? They walked across on dry land, just like their ancestors before them did. They're witnessing a second miracle. Maybe you've heard of miracle upon miracle that's happened to family members, friends, and you're going, God, where's my miracle? Understand something, God's getting ready to do something again in this nation. God wants to do something in you and through you to reach people and use you as a miracle. As the, as the Jordan River begins to, to open up, as the priests begin to walk in it, it opens up and they walk across into the land that God had promised them, full well knowing there were still obstacles in the land. There were still fortified cities like Jericho that needed to be overcome. There were still giants in the land that needed to be faced. And they walked across on dry land and said, this is the land that God has called us to. This is the land that we are going to overtake. But there were still many things in front of them that they were facing. And the fourth and final instruction you'll find in chapter four, I'm not gonna read it to you, but you can go and read it. The instruction was to memorialize, to remember the things that God had done for them. Church, we have to remember all the things that God has brought us through. How do we do that? Write it down. Write it down. When you hear something and you wanna remember it, what do you do? You write it down. Whether it's in, the, in your Bible or in a note or whatever it might be, you write it down. God tells them to memorialize, to build an altar. And the Levitical priests, all 12 of them, picked up one stone out of the bed of the Jordan River and they carried it across to the other side and they made an altar. The Bible tells us that it sits, it's there still to this day. They put it in a circular shape to remember the things that God had called them to do. To remember the, the wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. To remember the promised land that God had them in in that moment. We need to remember all of the things that God has done for us. When God does something special in your life, 
Don't sit on it. Don't, don't, oh, I'll remember it later on. Well, guess what? You, if you're like me, you don't remember it. And later on, you wish you, did, you, wish you had wrote it down somewhere so that you could remember what God was speaking to you or what God had done for you. I encourage you and I challenge you today. Memorialize the things that God has done. So Joshua gives the nation of Israel four instructions as they get ready to move into the land that God had promised them. The first instruction was to follow the presence of God. Church, I encourage you today to follow the presence of God. As the leadership of this church, as, 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 as the Spirit of God moves in your heart and your life, as He moves through your pastors and, and your leaders, as the Spirit of God speaks to you, I encourage you to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. To consecrate yourself, to set yourself apart, to be different. Because the Lord wants to do something amazing tomorrow for you. The third one is to move out. Don't just sit there. Don't just say, oh, I'll get, when I get around to it. Move out. Follow. Take an action step. Take, take, take a move toward him. And then finally, remember, memorialize the things that God has done in your life. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning as we, as we close this service? I don't want to leave this place this morning and just say, you know, everyone in this room has, has given their heart to Christ. If you're here today and you're here, maybe you're here for the first time as a guest, but you're saying today, you know, I don't know this Jesus that you talk about. I don't know this Jesus that you sang about. I don't know exactly why I'm here this morning, but what I do know is that God, somehow I got up and I came to this place. And if you're here this morning and you say, brother, I don't know this individual you call Jesus or that you've sung about, but I would like to. If that's you this morning, would you just quickly slip up your hand and say, I want to give my heart to Jesus. Maybe you're here today. You've come to this place and you're facing an impossibility in your life. You're facing a mountain. You're facing something that you seem impossible, that you've deemed impossible. But I'm here to tell you this morning, with God, all things are possible. And this morning, if you would just follow these four simple instructions to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, to set yourself apart, to move out when he instructs, and to remember the things that God has done for you, that impossible thing in your life will become a God opportunity to show himself real in that situation. If you have a situation like that this morning, I just want you to slip up your hand and say, say, Pastor, I, I have an impossible situation I'm facing. Would you just pray with me real quick? If that's you, thank you. If that's you here this morning, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's pray. Father, this morning I pray. God, those impossible situations that your people are facing. God, I pray this morning, God, that with everything inside of us, God, we would follow your presence, your leading of your Holy Spirit, or that we would separate ourselves. Maybe we have to separate physically. Maybe we have to separate emotionally. Maybe we have to separate financially. I don't know what it may be, but there needs to be a clear separation. There needs to be a clear change in direction. Lord, I pray, God, that as they do those things, Lord, that you would clearly do something special in their life. Lord, as they move out and move in that direction, Father, I ask 
God, that you would clearly make yourself known and real to them. Lord, we thank you. And we remember this day. We remember this moment and what it's had for us. We remember this moment and what you will do for us, God. And we, we build that altar this morning and we say, God, that impossible situation in my life now becomes a God opportunity. And I'll remember this day as you doing something amazing and incredible in my life. Now, Father, I pray for this body of believers. God, that this would be a lighthouse, a beacon in this community. God, to draw all men unto you. Lord, I pray for Pastor Tom and Christy as they lead this body to not just reach around the world, but as they reach across the street into this community. Lord, I pray that the hope and the gospel of Jesus Christ would be shared from this place. Father, let this house be a house of peace and refuge. Let it be a place where people will be drawn to and not even know why. But Lord, I pray, God, that these, your people, would take your message of hope and love into this community, into Huron, South Dakota, and as they reach into Huron, Lord, that they would reach around the world through the efforts and the support of the missionaries that they support all across this globe. Holy Spirit, we ask God that you would do a mighty and amazing thing. First start here, in us and through us. Father, we thank you for all you've done. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you are. Now continue to do a mighty work in us and through us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I'm going to turn the service over to Pastor Tom. Thank you so much for allowing my family to come and to share our heart and to share the word and the hope and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We have some ushers that are going to help us. We want to give you a chance to partner with the tweets in an offering. And so if you're making out a check, please make it out to here on First Assembly, and then we'll pass one check on to them. And so as those men are coming, as you're preparing your offering, uh, let me have a word of prayer with you, and then uh, we'll let them collect that from you. Father, thank you for the challenge today from your word, the reminder today from your word. God, I think of how Peter told the, the church that he was writing to that uh, he, you, I know you know this, but I want to remind you of these things. God, thank you for this reminder today, knowing that you desire to be involved in our lives in this way. God, thank you for the tweets, the call that you have placed on their lives. God, thank you for the partnership that you are creating in our hearts today to be a part of building your kingdom in the Dominican Republic. We pray for your blessing on this offering. God, that you would use it to provide the, the, the funds that they need to be able to fulfill the call that you've given to them. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.